Welcome to the Yeah Girl Podcast, where we're tackling hard topics with women of the word. Hey guys, welcome back to the Yeah Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Skylar. And Brie. And we are so excited to be with you today, continuing our series about common topics that women struggle with in and outside the church. So this week we'll be talking about physical health, which I feel like is a really good one for this week because last week we talked about, or last month, we talked about mental health. So we're really excited and God has definitely been laying things on our hearts, even if they're embarrassing and even if they're weird. Mm. Um, so <laughs> Brie, what physical health problems have you struggled with in the past? Well, Skylar, let me tell you, <laughs> um, I have struggled with physical health my whole life, but mm-hmm. didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. So even as a child, I was very low energy, just did not have energy for really anything. Interesting. Um, my mom told me I was such, <laughs> she was like, is this really my child? Because <laughs> she would like offer me candy. Like she would like all my siblings or like the friends that came over to our house or whatever. And I'd be like, no, and she'd be like, well, okay, or why? And <laughs> I'd be like, it doesn't make my body feel good. Or like, it makes me feel tired or whatever feeling it would make or like hmm. make my stomach hurt or that makes my my tongue itch or whatever it was. Like I would let my mom know like, nope, I'm good. I mean, every kid has its limits. Right. And like, I would totally have ice cream all the time. Oh my <laughs> Even word. Even if you did that's not my weakness. Yeah. Oh, yes. And that's probably like the worst thing for me to eat. But um, a lot of my physical health issues have to do with allergies. But um, if you guys listen to our pilot episode with our testimonies, you can kind of hear quite a bit of my physical health issues that started really in 2019. Um, well, actually 2012, my mental health issues like really kick-started or I guess like they just mental health issues affected my physical health majorly like throwing up diarrhea I was so anxious Mm -hmm. Um, and I am not embarrassed to admit that because that's I mean it's not normal but I don't want others to feel like they're alone in that Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very open to talk talking about all of my physical health issues but um, started around then around 11 12 and then good old um high school stuff. But um, 2019, uh, I ended up getting very dizzy in the mornings and we thought it was just allergies. And so I started taking some medicine for it, found out we were, aller- I was allergic to the medicine, couldn't take that. It was Flonase. Oh, no. And so it was like that stuff you have to like yeah. spray in your nose. Well, I woke up one day and my whole face was swollen no. and I was working at a camp in Mississippi at the time and my f- eyes were like swollen shut and we we're like, oh my gosh, I can't come in today. I'm so sorry. So I wow. just stayed in the cabin by myself for a while. <laughs> but, um, uh, let's see, I've, I've had so much, uh, at that same camp, I had a, a concussion that like, oh. <laughs> so bad. You just could I not catch keep, a break. It was like a month after the whole face swollen shut thing. Um, I like couldn't remember anything for like that whole day or a few days after the concussion happened. Ooh, like it was bad. I couldn't keep scary. food down for three days. Like Ugh. it was bad. Um, and then that spring, so 2020, um, the day after my 20th birthday, so April 5th, um, I had an ovarian cyst rupture, but we had no idea it was a ovarian cyst at the time. Um, I just knew I was in a lot of pain. We, it was like, I mean, it was COVID. So mm. my friends and I were doing one of those car picnic things and we're all oh. sitting in the trunks and um, we were getting done and we were leaving to go to one of their houses because um, I think all of us had to use the bathroom or something. We were at the park for so long and the bathrooms are closed. I don't remember. But um, we end up going to her house, but 
I'm like the last one to leave. And I ended up passing out because the cramps were so severe. Wow. And like, I'd never had a cramp that bad before. Um, and so with that, we thought we like went into the doctor, try to figure out what was going on. And I was like, was it like too much dairy? Mm-hmm. Was I just like having just a really bad period? Cause I had always had incredibly bad periods. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, oh my gosh, I have another story that might be funny, but I don't. <laughs> oh okay. no, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked because there's so much. Yeah. Um, one of my periods was so bad. I was an in-home nanny at the time. <laughs> oh no. And I was trying what to leave. What did you do to the children? The mom. <laughs> no, nothing with the children. It was so, this was, okay, this is the most pathetic moment in my life. <laughs> the mom is talking to me and I was telling her I was like I need to go my my cramps are so bad right now like mm-hmm. I had thrown up that day already and she was telling me about all of her experiences with like how bad her periods no, were and everything. I was like lady need I need to leave <laughs> yeah and so I finally left and I had bled through everything within three minutes on the road wow and like I was like stuck in the bathroom all the morning before before the mom came home. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, oh my gosh. Like I even bled through my pants standing in the kitchen talking to her and had to go change and then come back. And I was like, lady, I need to leave. Yeah, but please anyways. just let me go. <laughs> so I'm in my car three minutes down the road and I notice, I'm like, oh my gosh, dang it. Like I'll just wait until I get home. It's only a 15 minute drive. I'll wash it later. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then I hear a, <laughs> I was like, no, my muffler had fallen off of no. my car. No. And so I had to drive into the YMCA parking lot oh and I'm gosh. sitting there like in shock. And I was like, I don't know if I should cry or laugh right now. And so I started crying and I looked at my car, <laughs> saw that there was this big thing on the ground. I didn't know it was my muffler at the time. I was just like, my car's broken. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I have to go in the Y like this. And so I went to the Y and I, that poor teenage guy that was like at the front desk. I was like, I'm so sorry. But like I, my car's broken down and I need to use your restroom, but I'm not a member here. Can I please use it? And he was like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I guess. My toxic trait <laughs> is I totally would have tried to drive home and be oh, like, no. it'll most likely be okay. I didn't yeah. want my car to break even more. And I was just like, oh, whatever. No, you did the Going right thing. Pride. I'm saying I definitely wouldn't do the right <laughs> thing. <laughs> but get this. Oh, no. My parents, my older sister and my younger sister were all like two and a half hours away in Missouri. No. Yeah. And then my brother was coming home from work, but I didn't know he was coming home from work. So I'm calling my dad. I'm like, what do I do? He's like, we can't come pick you up. I was like, I have to stay here for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so funny. But my brother ended up coming and picking me up. He brought me like two different kinds of paper towels because he didn't know what kind I wanted to use to like help my car. <laughs> He was so oh sweet. My I was like, that was, he made me cry. He even brought me chocolate. It was so Aww. sweet. He's like, it's just your muffler. We can put that back on so easy. So Aww. like he totally came in and saved the day. And That's awesome. I have like Snapchat videos of me just like, oh my gosh, this is what happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I was like, this is an awful moment, but I have to record this. Yeah. Anyway, that was Good a memory. really long story. But anyway, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, so I totally get bad period stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the ovarian cysts, I had nine rupture within eight months. Um, And they told me that with each cyst rupturing, my hormones would release like if I had just miscarried or were pregnant. So my hormones were like amped up to 100% like that whole year. Um, I felt like I was going nuts. I feel so bad for pregnant women. Um, cause I felt like I was going crazy. Um, 
And so they even, they told me that the, the pain I was going through was, um, this is by their words. I've never had a child, so I can't speak to that. But they said <laughs> it was the same pain levels of like having contractions and being oh, like dilated you. to an eight. No. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I actually had a host mom that told me, she was like, yeah, I had the exact same health problems when I turned 22. And I would totally have another child over going through that again. Oh yeah, I was I like, you said oh. that in your testimony. Yeah, that encouraged me so much. Yeah. I was like, I feel so validated right now. Like, yeah. cool. But there was all that. And then, but during that time and then the hormones going crazy, I was super stressed out, super anxious. So mental health wasn't that great. Um, and then um, all that too, found out that I have vestibular migraines. I had to mm-hmm. make sure I said that right. Um, but we didn't know if it, it was vestibular migraines at the time. And basically what that is, is it's a migraine, but mm-hmm. not like a migraine headache that most people get. I get vertigo. I get mm-hmm. extremely dizzy. Um, and it's triggered by the smallest things like headlights or watching my phone for too long or watching movies, playing video games, like elevators. what I eat, elevators, escalators, like <laughs> floors that like move, like being on second floors. I have to be really careful. Like there's a lot that I have to, so many triggers. Mm-hmm. Um and I forget them all the time. I'm like, I'm, maybe I should write them down someday, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Keep a note in your phone. Just <sighs> hand it to people who ask. Like, it's yeah, just honestly, this, please. I don't want to talk about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Just but, read it. Yeah. So that's um, what I'm dealing with currently. I um, was able, with the ovarian cyst, was able to have a surgery done to fix that. Or Yay. it's called a DNC. Um, oh, yeah, I have to yeah. get those done every few to five years. And mm. um, I have a disformed, not disformed, dang it. No wonder, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's something my mom and I figured out. The doctors like were not believing me is because I kept mm. saying disformed. That's not a word. It's deformed. <laughs> just, I totally just believed for you. I was like, yeah, disformed. <laughs> it's disformed. For sure. yeah. I feel like everyone says that. Yeah. Anyway, but um, I have a deformed uterus and that's what causes all the ovarian cysts mm. to happen. And so I have to get it cleaned out every now and then. But during all that, the doctors had told me so many scary things because they had no idea what was going on. I was passing out at the time um, for really long amounts of time. But really, I was convincing myself that I was out for that long because mm-hmm. my hormones were going crazy yeah. and my body was just like done. I was like, I was just so ready to just be gone. And mm-hmm. I was like, Lord, please just take me like. <laughs> I'm so done right now. Um, but they told, like, you can just listen to the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. They told me some crazy stuff. But um, yeah, so now I just, I'm just dealing with the vestibular migraines. I have a better grip on it because yeah. of diet and exercise and stuff. And yeah, so that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that was so long. It's okay. What about you, Skylar? Um... So I was telling Bree this before we started, and I was, I kind of want to tell it because it's funny, but I'm sure for my parents back then, it was absolutely not funny at all, and I'm, yeah. But, (laughs) so my health problems started whenever I was, like, I remember I was in, like, first grade or something. So I went to the doctor one time for a rash, and I literally remember, like, getting, like, my rash looked at and all this stuff, but I do not remember the panic. So apparently whenever I was younger, I had a flesh-eating bacteria that, like, started taking over my arm. And that is so not funny, except for the fact that it is, and I had no idea. And my parents didn't tell me until I was older. So whenever I was, like, (laughs) in high school, I was coping with the fact of, like, wow, in first grade, I almost, like, (laughs) died. Which is so laughing about it. It just sounds so like like a sci-fi it thing. Does. It's like flesh 
eating I bacteria. felt like I was becoming like an alien or something. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm sure if I went through it again, it would not be like funny or anything. But just like the fact that I had to cope with that, like not whenever I was in first grade, but whenever I was in like high school. Anyway, like a fever dream. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> like I don't believe it happened. But anyways, that was that was a very small thing. Um, but in all reality, um, whenever. So I was always very small. Like everyone would always comment on how small I was like, oh, like you're just so small. You're so little. You're so cute. And like it was cute and fun in elementary school. But whenever you get in middle school, you do not want that said to you. Mm -mm. But for some reason, every adult in my life thought that that was a great thing to say to me. Oh, you're just so cute. Meanwhile, my friends were, wow, you're turning into like a great like woman. Like you're turning so pretty, all this stuff. Oh, Uh Skylar, you're so you're so cute. You're so small. You're so oh, you're so little. And I was always like, all right. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> so it got to a point where I was like not only like small, but like I just wasn't growing at all. Like mm-hmm. I think I was ugh, it was such a hard timeline, but I'm pretty sure I was about four six whenever I was in I was like finishing ninth or no, not ninth grade, eighth grade. I was like still four six, four seven, which is very short. And like if you're four six, four seven, go you. But like my doctors <laughs> were very concerned. Um and my mom is short. My mom is five feet tall. So they thought I was just like, oh, she'll catch up. Except for I literally never did. Like mm-hmm. by freshman year, I still looked like I was like in fifth grade. So the doctor's like, okay, we need to figure something out. So I went through testing and testing and testing. And that really sucks to have to do in like middle school and high school. Yeah. Like it is like it was not fun whatsoever. But just constantly like, I don't know, I'd have to be late to school and just and like I talked about in like the pilot, like I had such bad, like, body dysmorphia, like, after all this, which, like, mm. I didn't have body dysmorphia at the time because, like, literally my body didn't look the way it should have. Like, I was seeing, like, what was true, but, like, it wasn't necessarily fair to me who is in, like, middle school and high school and, like, how come all these other girls are, like, and I'll, like, I'll be honest, too, like, I hadn't had my period or anything yet, so mm. I hadn't even hit um, puberty, and I was, like, in a freshman in high school, and I was, like, what the heck is going on? Because, like, all these girls were, like, you know, thinning out, getting taller, mm. you know, like, getting the, getting what, uh, what normal teenage girls do, and I just, that wasn't happening to me, and I was just, like, why am I so ugly compared to everyone Aww. else? It was, it was really sad. So then, finally, freshman year, I think, of high school, Yeah, I think freshman year, I finally got diagnosed with a growth hormone deficiency, which finally, like, that's what we've been praying for, um, was for me to finally get diagnosed. So I was, like, 150 pounds. I was, like, um, 4'7", which, like, 150 pounds, like, that's basically what I am now. But, like, whenever you're 4'7", that's that's quite a big Mm. difference. Um, So... I finally had to get on injections like I talked about in the pilot and I had to inject myself every day for like almost two years um, with growth hormone because my body wasn't secreting growth hormone like it should have. Um, It wasn't even like it wasn't even close to like what it should have been. I was basically producing nothing. So then I finally hit puberty at the end of my sophomore year of high school, which finally, like I literally remember coming out of the bathroom and like all the all the girls in my class knew. And so I was like, guys, I had my period and they just all screamed. <laughs> they, they were like, yeah. That's and so cute. Yeah, we were like celebrating. And I remember my teacher was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> but they were so excited for me and I was so excited. Little did I know oh. that that was just the start of a new health issue. Gosh, but <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got off my growth hormone stuff. Um, I'd say at the end of junior year or maybe before the end of junior year of high school. Um, so then... 
Um, everything went well. I would say like my senior year, like I finally like looked like a high schooler. Like mm-hmm. finally, like I was kind of getting over it. I still had really bad body dysmorphia. I really believed that I was really like fat, like all mm-hmm. the time. And I literally, I look at pictures of myself now in like 2020, that's whenever I was a senior. And I was like, Skylar, what the <laughs> heck? You were literally so skinny. But I thought I was like enormous, which is so, so crazy. Yeah, um, I think I like was almost like, every girl yeah. goes through that. Yeah. So I was, um, you know, making myself like only eat, like I remember only eating like pretzels because I was like, oh, I want to look like everyone else. And like I would go to the gym and I'd work out for like two hours a day and I would just be so drained and I'd come home and I'd just sleep and then I'd be hungry. So I'd get cranky and like Mm -hmm. there was just this cycle. So in 2020, that's what that was. But I was finally like getting to be okay with my body. And then um, my freshman year of college, it was like the same way. Everything was going okay. And then... um, I only am doing three years of college, so right now I'm a senior. So I'm going to refer – so I kind of went freshman, sophomore, senior. I kind of skipped junior year. Um, So sophomore year of college, I started just, like, gaining weight, which was unnormal because I didn't change any habits that I did have. So I was just a little bit confused. I was like, why is this happening? Um, So I thought that I was still having growth hormone deficiency issues. Mm. So I – because my doctor said that could go on for the rest of my life, which we hoped wasn't true, but I didn't know. So I went to my doctor. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm struggling. Maybe this is going on. Like, this is what happened to me in the past. So I got tested and it came back negative. Like, my mm-hmm. growth hormone, it isn't great, but it's not enough to get put back on injections. Like, on a good day, I can secrete a normal amount of growth hormone. Naturally, I still don't. It's still lower, but it's not enough to, like, you know, be put back on medication. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it wasn't that. And I was like, okay, wait, then what the heck? Like we're back to stage one that I went through whenever I was in middle school. I don't want to go through this again. Like this sounds horrible. Um, and so it took, I think that's so funny. I was looking at my Snapchat memories yesterday, a year ago is whenever I got tested for the growth hormone. I remember. Yeah. So that I went and got tested. And so then we spent, I would say, eight months of me just like asking my doctor, could it be this? Could it be this? Do I have a hormone issue? Is there something with this? Could it be this? And so my doctor didn't give me any answers. So we're, we're going to talk about that later in the podcast, doctors and stuff. Um, my doctor didn't give me any answers. He basically was just like, what are you doing to lose weight? Try it again. Gosh. And I was like, I understand. I like, I'll go to the gym and like, I'll, I'll cut down my portions and stuff. Like, I get that. But, like, also, I'm a young adult, and, like, this should be a stage of our life where our bodies aren't giving up on us immediately, you know? So I went to my OBGYN, and I expressed my issues. And she was like, oh, okay, let's get you tested for this, 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 and this. And I was like, oh, okay. So I um, got my uterus scanned for, um, cysts because Mm -hmm. cysts can be a a problem with side effects with what I was going through. Um, and I didn't have any cysts, but a few months later, my doctor was able to diagnose me with PCOS finally, um, which is hilarious because I don't have cysts, but I have like all the hormone imbalances that come with PCOS, Mm -hmm. um, which I could develop cysts, but I'm really glad that I haven't yet. (laughs) So that's cool. So I was diagnosed with PCOS in September. Um, so I'm really blessed and thankful that my doctor actually listened to me because I had dealt so much before with a lot of doctors who just did not listen Mm -hmm. because I think I do, I do see an issue with a lot of people who just go to doctors and like, I want to lose weight. And the doctor's like, okay, then do it, you know? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like that for me. It was literally like I was starving myself and I was going to the gym constantly and I was like, I can't get this weight off. And it's not like it was the end of the world. Like 
But it's discouraging. But it was very discouraging, yeah. And especially with the body dysmorphia issues that mm-hmm. I have from my past, it was just adding on to it. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be like this forever. And I don't want to look like this. And all that jazz. So luckily I'm on medication now. Um, and it has been four months since I started the medication. And they said I would see results after six months. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, I guess I'll keep you guys updated for that because <laughs> we're not there yet. But yeah, I guess that's a little bit of my health journey. Yeah. Um, we both pretty have pretty ex- extensive health journeys. Yeah. So. And there's so much more we could say. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to yeah. like the body dysmorphia. I think yeah. that's something a lot of girls go through, but we don't talk about nearly yeah. as much. Um, especially because once you hit your 20s, that's when your body changes again. Yeah. I heard you go through like women usually go through like a second period or um uh dang it i just lost the word um puberty and so like you end up that's why there's like a freshman 15 Mm -hmm. that they talk about and so like your metabolism slows like every seven years Mm -hmm. and um all that really fun stuff yeah but and i think in our testimonies both it could have been really easy which is what we're going to talk about to ask like god why you know like Mm -hmm. why us why are you doing this to us so i feel like if we see God as like this great healer and like that is what the church like um, puts puts on us, which God is like he is a great healer and we've seen him heal so many times in the Bible and he's mm-hmm. so good. And even in real life, um, we have plenty of friends whose testimonies is God miraculously healing. But sometimes we have to wonder, why does he not heal us? And I think that's something that we both went through. Like, I don't know about you, but I was crying out to God at one point. Like, oh, yeah, God, sure. what the heck? You know, like, why me? Like, why can't you just heal me? What difference is it going to make? Like, why Mm -hmm. can't you just, like, help heal me and, like, make me better? Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think with that, um, I mean, the first person, like, I think anyone thinks of when you're asking God, like, why me? Like, why these health issues? Why Mm -hmm. are all these bad things happening to me? Is Job. Yeah. Like, he went through all of it. He lost his family. He lost his property. He lost his health. He Mm -hmm. lost literally everything. Um, And so in Job 121b, it says, um, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That was a piece of scripture that I clung Mm. on to in the midst of all my health problems because... Um, I just found it so encouraging Mm -hmm. and, uh, I wanted that, I wanted to have that kind of heart attitude. I wanted Mm -hmm. that, um, heart posture and just praising the Lord, no matter what happens, because he's still good. What I'm going through is not good because I'm still on earth. I'm still in a fallen world. Um, as long as I'm on this side of eternity, I'm going to go through trials. I'm Mm going to go through all this, but I have hope of being with him and, um, and the joy and knowing that he wants to bless me and he mm. he loves me and he's going to um, do things through this story and um, all that. And he that. doesn't like seeing us go through pain yeah. too. I think that's something that a lot of people forget. Um, kind of like what we were talking about last month with mental health. A lot of people can blame you like, oh, maybe you need to rethink the way that you do things. Maybe then God will bless you. Yeah. And I think people have the same outlook on physical health too. It can be, oh, well, maybe if you like prayed more, maybe if you did this, it would be better. And I, mm-hmm. I had a lot of people who tried to give their opinions on what I should do with my physical health. Yeah. Oh, you need to try doing this. That's what worked for me. Or you need to try doing this. What if you got on this medication? Mm-hmm. And it was just hard hearing that because it was like, man, I feel like God will definitely make a way. And I don't think my way is your way. Like, yeah. and that's okay. Um, but there's so many different 
things that um, God will reveal. And he did reveal through the hardships that we both went through. Yeah, for We sure. would definitely not be the same people we are today without going through those things. Absolutely not. So. No, there was something Skylar actually shared the other day. It was like, um, if God's called you some- to something, like you're probably going to have to go through that. Mm-hmm. And so like... I knew that I was called to encourage others in yeah. mental health and just in life in general. And I had no idea that I was going to have to go through all that yeah. mental health stuff and the physical health stuff. And so mm-hmm. I'm actually really grateful for it. We yeah. talked a little bit about that in last month's episode of just like taking a moment to thank God for mm-hmm. your circumstances because mm-hmm. it's going to teach you. It's going to bring you closer to him if you allow it. Yeah. Like it takes you being willing to let God work through you and mm-hmm. in you in that situation. Yeah, but um, that's good. Yeah, just focus on his character. And if you know people that are going through physical health issues, like Skylar, you just saying like, other people trying to like give you suggestions, Mm -hmm. maybe take a moment to ask the person like, hey, are you up to suggestions? Yeah. Like just see if they're okay with it first Mm -hmm. before because I had a friend that like best intentions, like Mm -hmm. family has the best intentions, like all of them do. And it's like, I get it. You love me and you're wanting to help. Mm -hmm. But like, I've tried all these things. The doctors and I are working it out. And right now I'm just focusing on putting my faith in the Lord. Yeah. And so she ended up making me cry like mm-hmm. in the middle of church because I was like this is not helping like right at all because um, it depends on your mental health in that situation too because yeah. we both sure that um our physical health really impacted our mental health yeah. like whether it was me and like my body dysmorphia like if anyone make made any sort of comment about my body even telling me that I was oh what are you talking about you're so beautiful I was like please stop Like I literally couldn't handle that because I felt like it was a lie. Mm -hmm. And I completely understand that people were just trying to be so nice and they were trying to, you know, be helpful. Like, oh, don't worry about it. Like God still loves you. You're so beautiful. But that is not what I needed at the time. Mm -hmm. And then with you, suggestions about, oh, maybe have you tried this or this or this? It can just be so discouraging. Mm -hmm. Even though I know people have the best intentions, especially like you said, your close family and friends, they don't mean to hurt you. But also... If that is you and you're struggling with maybe family members or friends saying things that maybe um, aren't helping and are kind of just hurting you, don't be afraid to be like, hey, thank you so much, but I'm just not in that headspace. Or thank you so much, but um, I'm going through this with my doctor. I'm going through this with my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, I really appreciate it. Or thank you so much for that compliment, but I'm just not in the right headspace to receive it right now. Yes. I've had to do that a lot. Like, Or I've even had to tell my friends like, hey, I'm going to complain about something and I don't want you to try to fix it right now. I literally had to do that a few days ago with one of my friends like, hey, I'm going to complain about something, whether it's with my body, my mental health, something. And I'm okay with you pointing me to scripture, but I really don't want you to be like, oh, what do you mean? Like this. Like, it's okay because this. And it's like, that's not what my brain needs to hear right now because it won't accept it. Not saying that we shouldn't get over those things sometimes. Like sometimes we do need to hear the hard truths, but also if it's not harm and it's just something that um, you need to get off your chest because it's been burdening you, Mm -hmm. then it is your friend's job to be able to um, accept it and comfort you. And sometimes comfort doesn't mean giving you the answers immediately. Yeah. Sometimes it's just knowing that you're you're being heard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, those boundaries are so, so, so important. Yeah. That was something that I wanted to mention in the mental health episode was mm-hmm. like, it's okay to set boundaries. Yeah, yeah it's going to be awkward and it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And the other person is going to, it is most definitely probably going to be hurt and yeah. convicted and um, are not going to want to talk to you for a minute. But mm-hmm. um, boundaries, I mean, 
it's your mental health. You got to take care of you and you want to take care of that relationship. And you're setting those because you love the other person. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah. And it's also good to find people who accept those boundaries Mm because I'm friends with Brie and I'm also friends with other girls from um, our church who have been in the same place as me or maybe not even the same place, but similar, maybe not even similar, but they're just understanding people. And so if I say, hey, I really want to talk about this, but I'm asking that you don't give me any corrections right now because I can't handle that. They'll be like, okay, great, go ahead. Right. Like <laughs> it's it doesn't have to be like that personal. It's just simply here's where my brain is at. Even if you tried, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah. Which is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something that Bree said, which um, is really helpful and it can even be a little bit hurtful is we aren't guaranteed healing on this side of eternity, but we do have a choice to let our to let us praise God and not be based in our circumstances, but on his character. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so good. (laughs) That is so good because we can kind of get in tune with our circumstances like Mm -hmm. we talked about in mental health. Like physical health and mental health like really go together so much in terms of that. We can really just let things overtake us to a point where, God, you're not even in the midst of this anymore. Like, God, what are you even doing to help me? God, you're not in this. Like, how dare you? You know, Mm -hmm. so it can be really hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, the reason why we praise him is because of who he is and Mm -hmm. not what he's done. And so that's the biggest thing to remember. But if you have sick people in your life, um, some advice that I've gotten for praying for sick people and honestly praying for yourself too, if you're going through it is Mm -hmm. like, um, first and foremost, like pray for healing. Like that's absolutely okay. Like it's encouraged, Mm -hmm. um, for that physical healing. And then understanding pray that god would give that person the understanding of like why it's going on Mm -hmm. and like skylar was saying like we can be um very focused on our circumstance but let's let's pray for them to have the understanding of praising god no matter what yeah um because that's what's going to get them through it that's Mm -hmm. um even if it doesn't the outcome is not what we want it to be yeah. especially then that's when they really need the understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it does turn out good, then um, they can use it as a testimony to God's faithfulness and his goodness. Yeah. Um, and then so after that, like pray for encouragement for them too, because what they're going through is so hard. And like what we were just talking about, it affects your, your mental health so much. And yeah. so pray that they would be encouraged, whether that be by scripture and their prayer times and their quiet times or um, through people blessing them mm-hmm. um, throughout the day. Pray that they would see um, mm-hmm. God moving in the midst of all of it. And then finally, Pray that they would trust God through it all, yeah. that they would yield full control to him. Um, I have a tattoo on my ankle for this reason. It's It says, I surrender. Mm. It is because um, through all those health issues and like doctors telling me like, we don't know how much longer you have left to live. We right. don't know if you'll ever be able to have children. Um, you're going to go through this for the rest of your life and all this stuff. Um, and lots of that wasn't true. But I, I realized through that, that I needed to just completely surrender everything to God. God and trust him. I mm-hmm. realized that I had trust issues and yeah. I'm so thankful that he used that to show me how bad my trust issues were. Yeah, and so I have sure. a tattoo. I never thought I would get a tattoo, but <laughs> I have one to remind me. I never want to forget that season in my life. I never want to forget his faithfulness and what he did through yeah. all that. And so I want to remember that through everything, every little thing, every little moment of every day that I need to surrender that to him yeah. because he is so good. Yeah, that's good. And also, too, if you're going through any of these things, don't be afraid to ask for prayer 
of these things. Ask for a prayer of healing. Ask for a prayer of understanding. Ask for a prayer of encouragement and ask for a prayer of trust. Because if you do have like good Christian people around you, they'll want to pray those things over Mm -hmm. you. And that is something that I didn't ask for because I was kind of embarrassed, especially healing you never I never wanted to walk up to someone and be like hey can you pray that I'm healed like that was always so awkward but it's such like an okay thing to do that I think people forget about like God is the same God um of Abraham like he's the same God of Moses he's the same God who um healed the blind man who's Mm -hmm. he's the same God who who did everything in the Bible and there's no need to forget that because he is the same God and he is so good. Um, but even whenever he doesn't answer prayers the way that we think he should, he's still good. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes the hardest thing to pray when it comes to sickness and health issues is for it to be in God's hands and not our own. Because mm-hmm. as humans, we want to control everything and we want to control every aspect of what the outcome is and everything and we want to pray and be like god you meant to do this right or like you're going to do this right um but sometimes just letting go and surrendering like you were saying is the best and like most healing thing that we can do yeah so anything else you want to add um we've talked a lot about sickness yeah but let's for those that are not as sick or Mm -hmm. have gone through that physical health and issues like that and stuff like so how do we honor god with our bodies like just from here on out even if you are sick like how are we going to honor god with that and Mm -hmm. with our lives um and a scripture that came to mind was first corinthians 6 19 um or do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit within you whom you have from god you are not your own and i think that is great accountability in knowing and like what we were just talking about, wanting to be in control of everything. Mm-hmm. We're not our own. We we are yeah. God's children made for his purpose and for his glory. Mm-hmm. And so to remember like how, what can we do to glorify or to honor God with our bodies? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I think sometimes um, in the church, I feel like honoring God with your body is something that isn't widely talked about because it's not as noticeable. Mm-hmm. Like you could go home and like you don't have to work out and you don't have to eat well and no one will know. Like it's, you don't wear that on your sleeve. So I feel like that's something that easily the church and like even your friends don't really talk about like, hey, I need accountability. I need accountability. I want to eat better. But it's mm-hmm. usually not because we want to honor God with our bodies. It's like, oh, I want to lose weight or oh, I want to do this. It's I'm not going to say it's never for the right reasons, but I think definitely for me it's like, oh, hold me accountable. I want to go to the gym five times this week. Why? oh because I want to lose weight or Mm -hmm. oh because I want to be stronger and like those things are perfectly okay like it's okay to do those things but we're doing those things to be rooted in the fact that we want to be we want to keep our bodies healthy and have them be a temple for God so that Mm -hmm. he can use us in whatever way we want yeah so which is much easier said than done oh definitely so much easier (laughs) said than done oh my goodness like for me it's a bit easier for me to eat healthier because of all my allergies and because of all the triggers i have have. (laughs) yeah no i don't have a choice doesn't mean i eat healthy all the time right your girl loves her chocolate oh so i mean that is oh that is a big weakness for me and coffee which are two things that are biggest triggers for me so (laughs) i'm so bad but everything else is I eat pretty well, but it takes so much discipline. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget how much self-discipline it actually takes because your first instinct to take care of your body is to seek accountability, like you were Mm -hmm. saying. And I mean, even spiritual disciplines, whatever it may be, like that's, it's all you doing it Mm -hmm. too. It's great to seek accountability, but like you have to put in the work too. And Skylar put a scripture down. Do you want to read it? I thought it was so good. Oh, sure. 
I put Proverbs 10:17. Whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life, but whoever ignores correction leads others astray. And that's for a lot of the segments that we've talked about, whether it's physical health, mental health, um, sin, anything like that. Um, we are called to discipline. We are called to discipline to discipline ourselves mm-hmm. in the way of the Bible in the way that Jesus did too because Jesus showed the best discipline. Even whenever Satan was whispering in his ears temptations like of like any heartly desire, he was able to say, absolutely not. Yeah, like, <laughs> combated it with yes, scripture. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah, and I, want, I really want to point out um, whoever le- ignores correction leads others astray. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of like, especially Christians, female Christians, the worst thing to think about is like, oh, I don't want to hurt anyone else. I don't yeah. want to hurt others. That's such a hard thing to be able to think about. Um, but if you're not living your life in a way that has discipline or in a way where you're showing fruits of the spirit or showing fruits in general, then that will lead others astray because others are going to look at you and be like, what is she doing or why is she doing that? Um, And that is something that we need to think about way more because we don't want to lead others astray because then we're going to have to answer for that too, Mm -hmm. which is scary. Yeah. That, I mean, I I would feel awful if I was yeah. the person doing that. I was like, oh my gosh, I caused my sister to stumble. Yeah. Like, oh man. So true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to move on to today's Q&A question, which I thought was a really, really, really interesting one. So today's Q&A question is, what are the fruits of a ready Christian man? Not just a Christian man, Ooh, a ready Christian a ready man. One. Yeah, yeah, a ready to date one. Um, so we kind of talked about this beforehand. Um and we've talked about this in quite a few podcasts. I feel like most of our questions are about relationships, which is totally which is okay. That's the stage of life. Absolutely. Um, but a ready Christian man is something that doesn't come as often as girls would like to say. It's not just a guy who goes to church or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, some things that I would like to say a ready Christian man is, is it should be a man who is disciplined in his word. It should be um, someone who doesn't fold to their friend group or doesn't fold to society. It doesn't fold to what social media says. It is someone who um, goes to God's word first and then stands strong in that. Mm -hmm. Um, I fully believe that that makes a man capable of leading because you may not be married to a guy yet, but while you're dating him, he still is supposed to lead the relationship into marriage. And so if he's not leading by the Bible first, then he shouldn't be leading at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's definitely the first one. Um, The second one is, I would say um, mental health. I feel like Everyone struggles with mental health in some capacity, but it's really hard to lead when you are struggling with mental health or not even struggling, but not seeking help with your mental health. Yeah. So if the guy you're interested in is going through mental health issues, maybe it's depression, maybe it's anxiety or anything like that, make sure that they seek help for that first because otherwise they'll, they won't even only be hurting themselves anymore it'll lead on to hurting you and sometimes not even on purpose like Mm -hmm. mental health like you do things that you don't even think about um but definitely make sure that they're in the right headspace um that is definitely a fruit um someone who seeks help and not only seeks help i would say the third one is someone who seeks correction um someone who has a mentor someone who has accountability partners um that is something that i never really realized until i got into the 20s now that i'm in my 20s (laughs) dating stuff um because whenever i was in high school that i didn't care about that at all um but i love seeing guys because like (laughs) our young adults office is right next to mine i love seeing guys just go into our young adult pastor and be like hey i'm struggling with 
this? Can you please help me? Like, what is some good advice for this? It is so, it is really healing to the soul actually, because that is not only seeking God, it's also seeking accountability and not only accountability, truth. Mm -hmm. Someone who's seeking absolute truth because our young adult pastor, Obi, he does not hold back. He will tell you the truth. And so even whenever you seek accountability or discipline from him, he'll tell you, he'll let you know what the Mm -hmm. Bible says. Um, So definitely someone who seeks discipline and seeks that from their word and from other people. Um, And I would say that those are the main things. Um, But also there's never just like a perfect outline of a Christian guy because all Mm -hmm. guys are so different. Um, But make sure that before you get into a relationship with a guy, you talk to him. And if you do see any red flags, I would suggest absolutely talking to him beforehand because we do want him to be ready and you don't want to push someone into a relationship before they're ready yeah um so and honestly that goes both ways every single point that you just said can go for girls oh absolutely like to make sure you're ready too because that can that can be a a big thing the guy can be ready but maybe you're not ready and that's why you're not in a relationship or why some relationships haven't worked out yeah, that's so good. And that's a big pride thing too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's no way. Like, oh, a guy's supposed to fix that, I thought, you know. Mm, nope. But you can <laughs> fix anything and everything without a guy and like without without a relationship. Yeah, You just need you and God in order to fix anything that you're going through. Amen. So. Amen, amen. Yep. So thank you so much for your question. Um, if you have any questions that you want to submit, you can text yeah, girl, Y-A-G-I-R-L to 618-224-1216. And you can submit a question through a questionnaire on there. So we are so glad that you guys tuned in to the Yeah Girl podcast today to talk about physical health. We really pray that our testimonies and um, our scripture that we were able to um, look at was able to help you and or help you understand others because that's something that is really Mm -hmm. hard to do with physical health even if you don't go through it yourself. So we are so glad that you tuned in today and we can't wait to see you next time. Bye. Bye.